1: Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Back off looks, off throws, caught inside the line, fighting
2: for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions,
1: Amon Ross
0: St. Brown. Snap he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz, looks, looks, pressure guns, went, hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. <laughs>
2: Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Pride Podcast, episode 317 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host for today, Malcolm, and I am joined with, with my good guy, Pierre. Man, how you doing, Pierre?
3: Doing great, man. I'm excited to talk about this upcoming matchup. <laughs> Monday Night Football, Ford Field, Revenge Fact. Not revenge, but, you know, Lions have a bad taste in their mouth. They want to get that dub. And it sucks going into a bye week losing. You know what I mean? You got to win this game, and I think they're going to.
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, we have our bye week next week. This is a game that I think if we did lose, would this be a panic mode type game if we lost this game? Well, no. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But, yeah, man, uh, Lions and Raiders, Monday Night Football primetime. I'm excited for it, man. I think this is a chance for the Lions to bounce back, man. But before we get into the game, man, we do have some injuries. Pierre. Pierre. What does the Raiders injury report look like?
3: I got you. Devante Adams' shoulder was a full participant. Ja'Korian Bennett's shoulder knee was limited. Linebacker Curtis Bolton, former Lion, knee was limited. Kicker Daniel Carlson' groin did not participate. That's something to keep an eye on. Daniel Carlson's actually one of the best kickers in the league, and if he can't can't if he can't go, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, defense end Max Crosby, who's the best player on their team with a knee injury, was limited. Linebacker Divine Diablo with an ankle did not practice. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo back was limited. Uh, he's expected to play this this week. That, that's the word out of uh, Raiders camp. Cornerback Nate Haas with an ankle was limited. And then cornerback Marcus Peters back did not participate. So they got some key injuries. Malcolm, their starting kicker. He's, he's like a stud kicker, one of the best in the league. Uh, Marcus Peters, their starting corner. Divine Diablo, their starting linebacker. So these are something to keep an eye on as the week goes on.
2: Wow, yeah, they look like they're pretty banged up, man. Um, As far as for the Lions, the Lion injury report, we have guard Jonah Jackson did not participate in practice. Defensive tackle Benito Jones did not participate with an ankle injury. Running back David Montgomery with a rib injury did not participate. Center Frank Ragnow with a calf and toe injury. He did not participate. Malcolm Rodriguez with an ankle injury did not participate. Guard Halepute Vitae with a back injury. He was limited, and our corner, Jerry Jacobs, he was a full go today with an injury.
3: Your yep. seatbelt gang is back, baby.
2: Yes, the seatbelt gang is back. I mean, that's good news because now we may not see much of Will Harris unless something happens. But um, this is good news. I mean, we get our corner back, which you could tell he was missed last week. I'm not. I'm not going to say that he was a reason of anything. I don't think he him being there, his presence being there. Would have made any difference for last week, but we definitely did miss him. Um there were some plays sure. there's some plays that happened that probably wouldn't have ha- would have happened if he was there, but good news we Jerry
3: Jacobs back. Yeah, William Jamal Harris is not good. So yeah. Uh real real quick thing before we get into the game, uh, real fast. Marvin Jones actually stepped away from football. He's dealing with a family matter. We hope he's doing all right. And the Lions actually released him. They released him. If he retired, he would not have gotten his money. They released him so Marvin Jones could get all of his money for the year. So, class act by the Detroit Lions. Um, we hope Marvin is doing okay. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. I hope everything's okay with him. I know he's a, he's big into family and all that. So, hope he's doing all right, man. 100%,
2: man. And, yeah, I didn't realize it. Is this, like, a situation where he might retire or he's just – I'm not sure. Is, it, is this for the season they're stepping away from football? Or just, well, nobody, I don't think anybody knows. I
3: told you if he retired, he wouldn't get his money. So he's they released him. He's technically a free agent right now, but he's stepping away from the game. Maybe after the year he knocks his retirement or he comes back. I don't know. Um, But, you know, like the Lions used to ask players for money back. You know, Calvin and Barry. It looks like Sheila Ford and the staff and. The ownership group in the front office, they know what they're doing.
2: Yeah, that was the, nice whole, that. the whole Patriot way crap that we're about to talk talk about right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole Patriot way. Yeah, man, that they, they kind of um, ruined a lot of relationships. And speaking of the Patriot way, uh, we have the Oakland, uh, Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders, led by head coach Josh McDaniels, former Patriot staff member.
3: Yeah. Um just they were down I think twenty one to three or something like that. And he kicked a field goal. Ooh. He didn't go for it. What are you talking about the coach? <laughs> Josh he, McDaniel. He he's he's very conservative. And I was watching a game this year, I forgot what it was, I think I want to say versus the Chargers earlier in the year. Um, it was basically like fourth and two or fourth and three, and they were they were down. And the field goal would not have done much. If They went for it. They could have won the game potentially if they got it. He went for a field goal. Okay, and then he kicked it back to them, and Chargers never gave him the ball back, and Chargers won that game.
2: I'm I'm baffled. I'm still I'm still shocked that teams, organizations, owners, are still bringing these guys in. These the the Patriots staff. It has worked in the past. I don't think it's gonna work. Yeah. In the, I don't think it's gonna work in the future. Like I, I'm, I'm still shocked that team are doing it because I'm looking at the Raiders, and it's just like a reflection of when we had Matt Patricia. It's like you, like, it's, it's, it's like a reflection. It's the same thing where the whole team is just playing so poorly that there's just no nobody has an answer. No, like it's like there's nowhere to point to besides you know the, the coach, but. It's like everything is bad. The running game is bad. Passing. Everything is bad right now. Um, and, yeah, this is, this is like looking at when we had Matt Patricia, man. So, I'm, I'm shocked the team is still doing this. I know, I'm just wondering how long is he going to last? Because I know, I talked to some Raiders fans and just, just seeing them on social media. A lot of them are already calling for his head, so.
3: Well... Well, let's actually get into the Raiders' offense. Yeah, um, Raiders' offense. What, what, uh, so, they are, it. they are 30th in points scored, 27th in total offense, 32nd in rushing offense, 18th in passing offense, 25th in third down offense, 25th in red zone officially, 32nd in giveaways. I mean, this offense is, is bottom of the league. You know, but they do got some guys that, that we'll talk about here. Uh, obviously, Devontae Adams. He's one of the best receivers in the league. He still has that. Don't give that cushion to Devontae Adams where you give that 10-yard cushion. that That's bad. You don't want to do that this week. They did that last week a lot. You don't want to give him a free release. That That's really bad if you do that. Um, Hunter Renfro's I'm shocked by. This kid was really good a couple years ago. He only has 12 targets, eight receptions for 73 yards. My understanding is that they're shopping him right now.
2: Yep. I was about to um, say he does,
3: I don't think he wants to be there because they're not using him, and he's a talented kid. For whatever reason, Josh McDaniels is not using him. I did remember we joked when he was coming out that he's a perfect Patriot slot receiver. You know, they had Wes Welker and Danny Amendola. But Josh McDaniels is not using him for whatever reason. Um, the other receiver they got, Jacoby Myers from New England, of course. Remember how the Lions used to sign, like, former Patriots everywhere? Yeah. We're about against some former New England players here shortly. Uh Jacoby Myers, former Patriot. Um, he's a solid receiver, but he's not a guy who scares you. Then they got the rookie... Um, Michael Mayer, he's he's day. okay, you know. Yeah, he's. I mean, he hasn't really kind of. He's a rookie still, so I don't want to Ten receptions, 129 yards, no touchdowns, only 15 targets. I mean, I don't know. Josh Jacobs only averaging 2.9 yards per carry. That's the shocker to me. Like this dude last year was one of the best running backs in league. They tagged him right. The
2: best, the best. Yeah, I think and then the, in the league up. rushing.
3: Malcolm. Ready for his stats? I mean, this baffles me. Hundred eighteen carries. Yeah. Which is third third in the NFL. Like he's getting the ball a lot. Only 347 yards, 2.9 yards per carry, only two touchdowns.
2: I'm telling you, I do not what? believe it's his fault. I do not believe it's him. It is the scheme. It is it is them. It is those Patriots, the guys. I'm telling you. This is not Josh Jacobs. You know, this is not Josh Jacobs telling you. Josh Jacobs, I think he's still already talented back. But he just in a really, really, really bad situation. And they look like they're not giving up on a, this running game. That's why his attempts are still up. But teams are still the team are stopping it.
3: I gotta be honest though. Um, I still think Josh Jacobs is a great player. I don't give a shit about his stats. It, um he is. Th- that's a guy, that's a guy you circle. You know how we talk about you circle, you circle Jimmy G. Not Jimmy G, I'm sorry, you circle Devontae Adams, you circle Josh Jacobs. If you stop that run game. Um, which teams have been stopping it. And then you force in the pass. They, they've been awful in the passing game. Jimmy G alone, I mean, he's been hurt a but the games he's played, he has um, more. He has touchdown. seven clear. touchdowns and eight picks. Um, it's not good. So, And he's also a guy where like he won't hurt you with his legs, really. like He's not a scrambler. So if you kind of just collapse that pocket, and the Lions have been doing that a lot, they just haven't been hitting home. You collapse that pocket, you get those picks, you get those sacks. You, uh, you know, um, Jimmy G doesn't scare me, but that running game still does. I know it's not good, but that's that's the number one focus. Stop that run game. And I think they will force in the past. Don't make mistakes that way.
2: Let me ask you a question, it, because our, when we, when we played that Baltimore game. And this is a game that we should probably all try to forget. We played Baltimore. But we wasn't expecting them to. Click on all there's like they did last week against us. Is, is there a chance that the Raiders click and everything that didn't work in the past, or anything that didn't work, everything that didn't work the past weeks worked this week's against Detroit? And so, oh, uh, everything. The problem with
3: last week's game? Yeah, the problem with last week's game is the Lions actually went into that game focusing more on Lamar the the runner than the thrower, which is a big mistake. Um, I believe it was Doug uh, Farrer. I don't know if I said his name right. He did a fill on breakdown on it, and I read it. The Lions basically went into the week worried more about Lamar's legs than Lamar's arm, which was a big mistake.
2: I mean, uh, the- this
3: week, you don't really have that threat with Jimmy G. You don't have that. Like, we know the Lions struggle against mobile quarterbacks. It's not a secret. Geno Smith, I mean, he's not even that mobile, but he torched us. Jimmy G is not even close to being mobile. Um, he also makes mistakes. That's true. You know, he, he makes mistakes with the football. He's not – he doesn't take care of it as the other guys do. Um, so, I feel like – no, I don't think they're going to click. If they click, that's a problem. I feel like the Lions have one of the best rush defense in the NFL. I don't care about what happened last week. I call that a fluke, you know. I agree. I don't I, mean, I think they're gonna stop Josh Jacobs. I mean if the Bears could stop him, the, the Lions should be able to stop him.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I don't wanna just say like this is a gimme game. But I mean they're they're just not really good right now. The, the Raiders they're just they're just not like I said, they're just like us when we have Patricia and I just don't. I just don't see it because their running game right now is is, is last in the league. It's pitiful right now. Um, so yeah, I do 100 percent believe that we will stop that. It just. I mean, I, I don't know. It's right now, I, I'm in. I'm in a boat right now that I don't see a scenario on how the Detroit messes this up, and I, and I really believe if they do mess this up. I think this is this will be concerning.
3: Yeah, it will be because, you know, it's home game. It's it's Monday night. Malcolm, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the press conference they've had recently here in Detroit with the players and the coaches. I have. They're going to blow the brakes off of the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> hear the way they talk.
2: I, I agree. That's what I'm, I'm trying to – to...
3: But they respect him at the same time too, but they just feel like about from last week, and we know like when the Lions – Get blown out one week, like we not blown out, or maybe get handled a little. Yeah, they come out the next week firing. The
2: last time they, the last time something like this happened was that Carolina game last year, and then the following week they played the Bears and they beat them forty to ten. So I'm a, I'm expecting a similar performance, probably worse, because I think the team is really. I think they feel disrespected. I'm pretty sure they, even though they say they block out the noise in the media, they've been hearing what these guys have been saying about them all week. I'm pretty sure, like all this stuff, I think is all bulletin board material. Everything, oh, lions are frauds and this and that, and oh, this and there. they're, they're not they're, they're pretenders, like off for one game. You know, Jared Goff, he was on everybody's MVP list all year long and then one bad game and he's off. So I'm pretty sure they all, they all hear this stuff and this is all going to motivate them, man. And I think they're going to have a hell of a game.
3: Yeah. I'm not. Um, I, I mean, I'm not like the Raiders, they, they got some talent, but I just feel like Detroit's talent kind of, and their struggles on offense. I mean, they're, they're big issues, Malcolm. When you can't run the ball and you have Jimmy G at quarterback, if you force him to throw, I mean, we seen San Francisco with his running game. He was good. We saw a little New England flashes when he had a running game. If he doesn't have a running game, he's not good.
2: No, not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I mean, don't dude, know what to say lost, about their offense. I, have, I don't know what to say about their offense because I just... Uh, is, does Jimmy G give the best chance to win? Is is, is, that, is that a legit question to ask?
3: I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think he gives them the best chance to win.
2: Yes. Okay, because
3: I'm not sure how the backup was
2: playing, but was playing worse than Jimmy G?
3: Uh, Brian Hoyer, you're talking about?
2: Yeah, Brian Hoyer.
3: Yeah, he's he's he he should be uh he should be on a boat smoking a cigar and going fishing. He should retire. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah. I'm being honest, man. He's not good. And Aiden O'Connell, I mean, he's a rookie. He's <laughs> He's okay, I guess, but he's not like uh he's more of like a career backup, in my opinion. He's not really a starter in this league. Oh, you know?
2: man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, do you have anything else about their offense? Do you, do you see any way that they can attack Detroit and how they – Yeah, so I'll say this. Points?
3: If the Lions play soft zone, I mean, they've held up pretty good. The O-line has held up. They have a really good O-line, actually, the Raiders and pass pro. If the Lions play zone and they don't get pressure, it's not – it's not going to be good. So, but again, Josh McDaniels though he's kind of predictable in his offense. Like, there's not much creativity to it. It's just kind of guys line up and they go. Yep. It's like,
2: and that's why I think the running game is not going because they don't pull guards. They Don't do none of that. This is straight man, man blocking, man blocking scheme, and try to find the lane. You know, they they don't pull guards. They don't do none of that. No counters. Don't do any of that stuff. I think that's why Josh Jacobs is struggling right now because he's having to run through holes and then there's like. Holds are tight, it was kind of like our problem where we had Pencilhead.
3: Yeah, no, you want to get into their defense? Yeah,
2: before we get to our defense, let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll go and talk about the Oakland Raiders. The I keep saying the Oakland Raiders, the block. Vegas Raiders, Vegas Raiders defense.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com/slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
2: All right, and we are back. And we are gonna talk about the the Las Vegas Raiders defense, Pierre. Yeah. Who are some names that stand out on this defense, man?
3: There is one that stands out and there's only, I mean, nothing against the other guys. But to me, there's only one name that stands out. <laughs> and it's kind of like good average. It's it's Max Crosby. He's one of the best players in the league right now. Leads the NFL in pressures. He's relentless. hes I feel like Hutch and him are really similar players. Obviously, he's a little more seasoned. Hutch is still kind of. You know, getting his feet wet, still still getting those moves and stuff, but Max Crosby's a little more seasoned. He's like a hundred percent all effort against the run, against the pass. He's literally you watch you you see him, you'd be like, damn, I can see Hutch being like this, like maybe real soon. They're really similar players, but he's a little more seasoned. Um Lots of pressures, Malcolm. This is one. This is the best defensive lineman the Lions are going to face face all year. The, the best D lineman. The
2: okay, so best D lineman, not, not D, D lineman, yeah, line, not, not as a
3: group, not, not as a group, but the best D lineman they're going to face all year. Now, honestly, you look at the help he has with him. I mean, Malcolm Coons, He has eleven pressures. Not those, the guy doesn't scare you. Um, Bilal Nichols is. Oh, that's their nose tackle. Adam, um, Adam Butler—he has six pressures. Um, it's not, it's not scare. Like those guys don't don't scare you. It's just Max Crosby and the rest are guys that are just kind of guys. That's. Yeah, have you seen that meme where, like, you see, like, a Bugatti, like, a Bugatti in a shitty house?
2: Yeah, that's under the carport in, like, the mobile home.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Max Crosby is that Bugatti, and the rest of the defense is that fucking house. God
2: damn. Um, shit.
3: I mean, they got uh, Trayvon Morick. I don't know if you remember him a couple years ago out of TCU. He's playing pretty good for them. Yeah. Marcus Peters, solid vet, but he's hurt right now. We don't know if he'll play. Um... David Long Jr., former Michigan corner. I don't know Malcolm. I just, you know, they have that kind of that Patriot defense. Uh, Patrick Graham, actually, former Dolphins defense coordinator. You you know him. I think he was he was in Miami I think, for uh, a couple I, years. I believe. I, I,
2: I don't remember him. Um, let me ask you, man. I know Max Crosby is going to be mainly lined up across Hutch, which is going to be not Hutch um, so which is going to be a phenomenal matchup when they line up against each other. But do you see us having to double team Matt Crosby? Or if, if he's on Sewell, do you think Sewell will be able to handle him one on one?
3: I think they're both gonna win their matchups. Um he's a heck of a player and so is Sewell. I think I think Crosby's gonna win some and I think Sewell's gonna win some. So, it's it's the nature of it. This kid is is a stud. Like they're both studs. They're both top five in their respective positions I, in my I, opinion. I,
2: I think I think Sewell Hasn't given up a
3: pressure this year
2: or either a pressure or a sack. He hasn't
3: given up a sack, a sack. but he has given up
2: a sack. So do you see them doubling? Uh, is this does Matt Crosby? Is, is he going to have to be doubled?
3: Well, if you think about it, the guys I just named on the, the D line, they don't really, like, scare you as much as he does. So why not take the best player out of the game? You yeah. double him. Yeah. Or you chip him or you just help out. Um, you. You actually you take him out of the game, that defense is toast. Yeah.
2: I know for nah, sure I mean, if, when he's lined up against Decker, I would uh, a 1,000% uh, double him. But I was just wondering if he's on Panay Sewell, would he just let that matchup go? And he'll have that one-on-one matchup. Or or would it would it double it? And I agree with you, man. Take him out of the game. You take him out of the game, and it's going to make that defense a lot more easier to do whatever you want to do. Even though that defense, you pretty much think you could probably do whatever you want to do already on that defense, but Max Crosby is a headache, man. So you take him out, things get a lot easier.
3: Yeah. So one thing too is um, with the Raiders, we we'll get we talked about that their pass which is Max Crosby, the guy you circle. Um, one thing that kind of sucks for the Raiders is they have the twenty fourth ranked rushing defense, allowing like one hundred twenty nine yards on the ground. And we know what the Lions want to do. They want to ground and pound you. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs. Start him in your fancy leagues.
2: Yeah, I'm again? telling you
3: right now. Start him in your fancy leagues. Again? Um. Yeah. Again. You had him?
2: No. I, you know, don't play. I didn't play fancy this year. But I know he went off. He had a – he probably gave people like 17 points, at least 17. I know he had like 50-something receiving yards, like 60 rushing yards, and then like a touchdown. So, yeah, averaged reached off to like 17. I don't
3: more, know. Maybe more. had more
2: receptions. I don't know.
3: So, yeah. So, here here's the Raiders' defense. They're allowing 23 points a game. They actually are 10th in total defense with yards allowed, but they are 26th in third-down defense, 29th in red zone defense, 27th in takeaways. Um. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, doesn't sound too good.
3: Yeah, and I, I honestly, I'm not. Their their defense, it has like they have some times where they're they they have the fifth ranked passing defense, but again, that's because teams are running the ball on; they don't really pass it as much, so the stats are kind of a little skewed, if you want to say that or whatever. Yeah. I also don't feel like they face an offense that's as complete as the Lions. I know they've played some good teams, but I'll tell you who they've played. Ready, they played um they played the Bills, they got smoked by the Bills thirty eight to ten. Here's the other games. Broncos, right? That's Steelers, right. that's right. Chargers, Patriots. Bears put up thirty on them. The Bears. Um, but one thing is with the Bears, I was looking at watching the same Browns same the same Browns Bros podcast and the, the they had Cole come out with them, I believe it was, and he basically said the Raiders just looked like they were jet-lagged. Like, they were they didn't even want to play. They were tired. He's like, once, once we got them off the ball and we started moving them, we knew, like, we we're just going to destroy them. Wow. But, yeah, um, Malcolm, the Lions should run the ball off that run game, get the play-action game going, you know, um, beat them, and I think they'll be fine, man.
2: Yeah, I think this is... Uh, I
3: remember back... Get when, right. It's a get right game, right? It, it, if you want to call it that. Yeah,
2: this is what they, they used to call the Lions game, man. They used to call the Lions game the get right games, and this is another one... I think this is a get right game for the Lions.
3: Yeah, and another thing is, too, uh, that kid, Tyree Wilson, they drafted, he stinks.
2: <laughs> He's Is he really that bad?
3: <laughs> yeah, he had his first sack, I believe, last week. I mean, I, he doesn't even... I'll, I mean, I could tell you his stats. I'm just. Like we're talking about a top ten pick here. Ready? I'm ready. Six pressures, one sack, one forced fumble, four tackles. That's it. Ouch.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't even I know. Uh, I, I, again, uh, this is a game that it's a get right game. Lions need to handle business. Just go into this by six and two, and call it a day, man.
3: Yeah, um, I feel like we're disrespecting the Raiders, but we're really not. They're, they're a bad coach team. Josh McDowell is not a good coach. I've seen a lot of mistakes when I've watched them this year. Um, their, their two best players are Devontae Adams and uh, Max Crosby. When you stop that run game, the quarterback struggles. They can't stop the run. It's kind of a recipe for disaster. When you have bad coaching, no run game, you play the Lions at home. You, you have no run game, and you can't stop the run. That That's... That's asking for trouble.
2: Yeah. I mean, this game is pretty much, I mean, I feel like it's already wrapped up, man. But let's let me, let's me talk about this trade deadline that's coming up soon. Let's, let's bring that up real quick. And As far as the Raiders, we're talking about the Raiders right now. You brought up some two big names, Dante Adams and Max Crosby. Are these two guys that could possibly be moved if they get blown out this game? If they lose this game, do you see the Raiders being sellers?
3: I don't think so. They're actually looking to buy. They're trying to find a pass rusher sure opposite of um, Max Crosby. Buy? What the hell? Buy for what? They they want Max Crosby to have some help, and they think that can make their defense better. I mean, you think about it. Say you acquire a Montez or Chase Young, you put him on that D line next to Crosby. I feel like it would help their defense.
2: They're still gonna be thirty second on the, <laughs> running the ball.
3: I don't know what to tell you Malcolm I don't feel like I feel like even if they buy it's not just for this year it's also for their for their future as well because the guy they drafted stinks Tyree Wilson sucks Josh
2: me Daniels ain't gonna be there that long to see their future
3: I mean how, how long a future does he have there and Devontae Adams already said he's from Vegas he wants to stay like he's at home right now he wants to stay there oh so, um, so
2: he he doesn't want to be traded
3: well, he's saying that publicly, privately, no one really knows what he thinks, and they just paid Max Crosby. It's hard to trade him. If they trade Max, they'll be under- probably more in the off season. Maybe okay. It's hard to trade him right now. Um, I, I don't think they'll trade Max Crosby. Like that, 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 guy's a special player. Man, he's still young. Why would they trade him? I don't know. I'll just I was hoping- only way they trade him if he asks out, and I don't. He's not that type of player.
2: I was just hoping I uh, had some fingers crossed I was just hoping That there was a scenario That you know We could get A match cross type type back But
3: Speaking of the deadline um, I know the Lions Have made some calls On the defensive linemen And second And uh, some uh, corners From my understanding They haven't made any Offer yet But they've called on uh, Defensive players Around the league
2: That's going to be interesting I wonder I wonder How the Lions Are going to attack This trade deadline because this can kind of tell like, how they really feel because if they make a like a, a, a big move, like, for example, like like a Monte Sweat, to pair him with Hutch, I'll, I'll or Chase Young, wouldn't that signal that they are going for Super Bowl this All year? All in. They're going for Super Bowl this year.
3: And honestly, not just this year. Those guys are both, like, 24 and I think 27. Yeah. And, you know, pass rushers play for a while. If they could stay healthy, obviously, with Chase Young, that's a question right now. But when he's been healthy, he's been really good. This year, he missed a few games. He's still, like, top 10 in pressures as an edge rusher, which is really good. He's he's, he's really good. He just needs to stay healthy and keep stacking those games up.
2: There's there's other guys that's available, too. Um, I saw that there's some – I'm not sure they're available, but I saw there's some guys who pretty much talked about their displeasure with their teams, Um, with the Commanders. A lot of the interior guys, Jonathan Adams, uh, Allen, Allen, yeah. Allen um, former guy from Bama. Um, is there a chance that the Lions go after him? Cause I know they need some interior help as well.
3: I don't know if John Allen's available. The names that have been circulating around with the rumors are: uh, Chase Young and Montez Swat. Now you never know if, like, if he just kind of just says he wants out and he causes, I don't want to say drama, but he just causes a stir and he wants to get out of there. I think they'll, they'll fulfill it for him, but I don't think they're going to trade him. I think we'll he's think part this? of their plans. Okay. Um, it's it's one of the edge guys. And with those edge rushers, too, they both have the same agent that reps them. Got you. So that agent knows they can't afford both of them. They're going to pay one. They're going to let one go. So that's why teams are kind of like Washington doesn't have as much leverage, I guess. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, something to, to monitor. What
2: about what about the Titans? Because I know they're a team that's saying that everybody is available to go. Is there somebody on the Titans roster, the Titans roster that may intrigue the Lions?
3: Um, if they had David Montgomery, I would say yes. Derrick Henry is available. There's there's a lot of rumblings that Dallas and Baltimore are in on him. We'll see where that goes. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins available. I don't think the Lions are interested in Hopkins. Um, they were interested in signing him free agent. He hasn't really looked good this year. Who else? Christian Fulton, the corner, the young corner. He just hasn't worked out. First round pick at LSU. I believe he's available. Yeah, so. But again, teams like aren't just going to trade for guys. You know, like they, Campbell alluded to it. They got to fit the culture. I'll tell you one thing, though. I have a scoop for you guys. Listeners will like this. Daniil Hunter. Uh, Chris Spielman, his brother Rick Spielman, used to be the Vikings GM. The Lions actually have doing some behind the scenes work to see if he fits the culture, and they've been talking to Rick about Neil Hunter because Rick drafted him, Chris's brother. So that's something to monitor with the Neil the Neil Hunter stuff. But again, the Vikings won last week. I don't know if they're still in sell mode or if they if they're just kind of will be steady. We'll see what happens there
2: i think if they lose to the Packers. I think they'll be right back in so mode. But would the Vikings be that idiotic to trade such a force (laughs) to the division rival to have to play him twice a year?
3: The problem is he's a free agent after this year. So, and you know, the Lions and Kwesi, Brad and Kwesi have a good relationship. They traded up with the JMO pick. That was with them. Uh, We traded Hawkinson to, to them. So I don't feel like it's it's idiotic, I guess. But they have a good relationship together, and I know they've done lots of work on Jill Hunter. Um, I, I don't sick. know if he's available though.
2: That'll be sick.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> currently leads the NFL in sacks with eight. So I don't know sick. if he's available.
2: Oh man, don't say that. That'll be sick. Pack up the trip. Let's go.
3: <laughs> Again, um, I don't know if he's available or not, but I do know the Lions are more on the aggressive side. They've been made calls are defensive players, so we'll see what happens. It takes two to make a deal though, and they're not gonna overpay for, for a player because most of these guys are on expiring deals. You know? Yeah. Um Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Daniil Hunter. So like for example, I'm not saying they've called on those guys. I know Daniel Hunter they have for sure. I don't know about the other guys, but it's hard when a guy's not expiring deal you trade for him. The hope is to re-sign him. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. I put this
2: question on my Twitter, but just ask you, man, are the Lions in the mode right now where they can say F these picks and go after a star like, like the new Hunter? Like, do you see them giving up a first-round pick for the new Hunter?
3: I don't think – the problem is with Hunter, he's a really good player, but he's on an expiring deal. That's. True. I don't think they're going to get a first. You got to pay him a lot of money too. Yes, that's right. Um, I feel like a, a second – Maybe like a fifth or a fourth, second and a fourth or a second, a fifth, or maybe this year's second, next year's third, something like that. I don't think they'll get a first round, but I feel like they get a high two, two high day two picks, or like a high day two and a high day three pick. What about what about um, what
2: about Chase Young? Is something like that? Would, would that require a first? Round? My
3: understanding is he's available for a potentially like a third round pick where like if he plays well, it turns into a second.
2: Oh, wow. Okay.
3: That that's that's what I've read. Like they're available for potentially like a third round pick, but you could add a condition where like if he plays well or if he plays a certain amount of snaps, it turns into a second round pick. Okay,
2: but would you be mad if the Lions went after a star player
3: and traded? Absolutely not.
2: And traded for a first round pick. Trade a first round
3: pick for a star player. Now it depends who that player is. So give me a player, and I'll say yes or no.
2: I mean, like a random, just a guy that's gonna come in and contribute and be a star player. Um.
3: I'll give you one. Lions fans are torn on this. So the Broncos' keyword are listening to everyone on the roster, and one guy that keeps coming up was they're probably not going to ship him away, but it's Passertain, one of the best young corners the NFL. Best cor- like he's elite. You know, the problem is with him. You look at the Jalen Ramsey trade a few years ago it was for two ones and a little bit of more. If you trade for Sertain, they're asking for two ones and a Pro Bowl caliber player. That's the price on him right now.
2: For oh, what caliber player?
3: I don't know what that means, but that came from Benjamin Albright, who covers the Broncos. So I, I trust Ben. Yeah. But I feel like if a team offered two ones and like a third or a fourth, I feel like they'd listen to that. I don't know if they would accept it, but they'd consider it. If
2: the Lions made that trade, would you be okay with it?
3: Two ones, two ones
2: and a third for Patrick Tan.
3: I would personally because you think about you think about like a shutdown corner. He shuts down one side of the field, Malcolm. And then you got you got Cam Sutton as a number two. And then Jerry as your backup, for example.
2: Wait, has he been shut it down this year? Or I mean, I know in the past he was playing. He he's a phenomenal.
3: shutdown. Cor- I mean, I don't know how he's playing this year. I could pull it up real fast.
2: He hasn't been playing well. He hasn't been playing like elite, elite. Like not like he like not like how he was last year. Last year he probably played like a one of the best corners
3: in the league. I mean what is it? So this year he hasn't really been good in coverage. But then again, you gotta look at the scheme and the way they play him. I don't think they're using him right personally. Yeah. You know, he's he's more of a man corner. But would he He's still, a guy who plays what he, is that?
2: Would you still give up that, that much draft capital for him knowing that how he played this year?
3: Yes, because he's only twenty three years old. Yeah, he's, he's really that's young. the price on him. He's real young. Coming into the year, there was a debate who was the best corner coming to the NFL, like after Jalen Ramsey got her. And A lot of people saying Patrick Surtain's the best corner in the league. Which is true. Which is true. You know, he shadows guys. Sauce kind of stays on his side. Surtain follows dudes around. Yeah. At least I don't know what they're doing this year. I don't know how they're using him this year, but when you look at the way they used him last year in that defense, man, he was shutting down like he was clamping guys.
2: That'll, that'll, um, def- that'll definitely make us better. I personally would want, if they did use a first round pick, I would want them to use it somewhere on the D line to help Hutch. Um, I think because if you get another guy that's going to help Hutch, we talked about it. <laughs> you, when you put an elite guy next to Hutch. Doesn't matter who the hell is there at, at corner, they're going to look better. So I would be. I prefer that than give up two ones. Yeah for another quarter. Even corner, if you I, have... Because I think, I think we're fine. Because Jerry Jacobs right now is playing at such a high level right now. He, he's leading our team in interceptions right now.
3: Just the, no, yeah. Jerry is playing well. But I think if you do add another defensive lineman, whether it's interior or the edge, I feel like whoever it is doesn't just open up more for Hutch. Yeah. It also opens up more for the other guys, too. Exactly. Because you can't double two guys. If you do that, I like Kaminsky one-on-one against the guard or center for the most part, right? Or Pascal or those guys. Cause you know, they're just all effort. And even if they don't win initially, they're eventually gonna win with their effort. Yeah. So, Alim McNeil obviously, I mean, he's played real well, but if you get another guy next to him on the other edge. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It would open up so much for those guys. Yeah, for sure, man. But uh, I think that's enough for the trade deadline talk. Trade deadline's on Halloween. So we got a few more days. A little less than a week so we'll see what yeah, happens. Give a,
2: just give a little preview. Give a little preview. Yeah. But Pierre man, is there anything else you want to talk about or that is it, man?
3: I just I, I don't think the Raiders know what's coming their way. I I, I don't I think almost, they know what's happening. I almost
2: I almost feel bad for them, but then again it's like I don't.
3: So Yeah, that, that's about it. Um hopefully the Lions don't pull another Ravens or Panthers but I don't think they will this is home man this is home Monday night football rowdy crowd um pissed off pissed off Dan Campbell pissed off players and if you heard the vibe this week in Allen Park man they're gonna be doing some one-on-ones they're they're having some physical practices last year they did some walkthrough Cal or uh, Campbell felt like that kind of maybe affected the way they played because They didn't practice as hard, so they're a full goal this week. I'm excited to see them play. A pissed off team is fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I don't see a scenario where they lose as bad as they did last week and they come back the following week to lose again
3: uh, against yeah. the Raiders. I
2: just don't see that happening. Um, yeah, man, I, I have nothing else. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, that's about it, man. Um, let's- Hopefully, Lions make a move at the deadline, and I'll see you guys later in the week. I'm out. Peace.
2: All right, y'all. It's your boy, Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.